This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts Luke Silvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans, go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is March eighth, two thousand twenty-one. As always, I am joined by my co-host Luke Silvia. What's going on, man? I'm good. I'm good because uh, tax return, you know, been deposited. Okay. Okay. Uh, season's wrapping up here with my actual job. And, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm getting to not have such a heavy workload, get to spend some more time with, with Lauren and Harper. So uh, Harper's going to be six months here in a couple weeks. Um, yep. So it's As it's flying. Yeah. So we uh, – Right there. Yeah, so it's you know it's it's good. Things are are getting better. Uh, everything's kind of just been really chaotic lately. So um, it's been good, man. I saw you went to like Disney at, like three in the morning or something crazy the other day. So we woke up at four a.m. to Ooh. leave for Magic Kingdom. Um, we thought that Magic Kingdom opened at eight, but it actually opened at nine. Mm. So we got like to where you like you know pay for parking. We got there like a little bit after seven. And they let you in at eight, and then we got into the park actually by like eight twenty because we've never been on the Seven Dwarves Mine Train, which everybody says is like the best ride at Magic Kingdom. And we, first of all, those lines for that ride are always stupid long, like two hours plus. Yep. And then we also also always have the kids with us, and mm-hmm. you know, Avery's not tall enough, and unfortunately we can't just be like, hey Amelia, you chill right here. We'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> just right. you know. Just watch yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can't do that. People, you know, like to steal babies and stuff. It's 2021. So they, they do do um, that. Yeah. So because of that, you know, we've never been on the ride. We went on it. It was awesome. Definitely the the best, um, you know, ride in the park. But, yeah, so we got up super early and then took a nap uh, like around 7 o'clock, woke up at 9, and then watched um, the Aljamain Sterling and Piotr Jan Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Amanda Nunez uh, fight, and then um, my boy Izzy took the L. I was not uh, not happy about that, but you know a lot of people talk trash about him. They talk trash about Connor just because of the bravado that they carry and the trash that they talk and everything like that. But you got to hand it to the guy. They're not, really both of those guys are are very classy, you know, in defeat. They talk a lot of trash beforehand, but very classy in defeat and. Uh, as my boy Izzy said, you know, dare to be great, and it just it didn't work out for him, unfortunately. But no. um, I still think he's gonna smash Robert Whitaker if they have a rematch. I think he's still ruling the the middleweight division. So, as he says, ruling the middleweight division with his black iron fist. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love watching that dude fight, but he he couldn't pull off the champ champ. Dude, that dude, I mean, he's he's a monster. And I mean, like, no, everybody thought Izzy was just probably just going to roll in there and win. But like, I heard it earlier. Everybody's like, man, it's just like one of the first times in history, really, where the champ is the underdog. And he wasn't just the underdog. It wasn't like he was plus 150. He was like plus two something. So, I mean, pretty crazy. Which is crazy because I I read a report that like 71% of the betting money was on Israel. 
So that says a lot about Vegas is what they thought of, of Jan, mm-hmm. given the fact that Izzy was such a, a large, you know, as far as what people were spending their money on, he was such a large favorite, but the odds were still relatively close. Like Amanda Nunes was like the most ridiculous favorite you could ever possibly be in a fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. the fact that it was even that close, like Vegas knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, but whatever. It it just, it didn't end up happening. But, uh, but anyways, I wanted to ask you, is the, is the dad life everything that you thought it would be? Um, I wouldn't say it's, it's like expectation wise what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's been, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Just getting to see, um, you know, Harper grow up as the months go by. It's pretty insane how quickly babies grow and how long they don't stay in clothes and how long they don't use certain toys. Um, so yeah, I, it's, it's been incredible, man. I really, it's, I'm not to the, you know, it's not been a bad experience to the point, especially where I'm like, oh, we're not going to have any more kids. Like we're already, you know, we're, we're, we both know how many kids we want to have. And, uh, it's, I mean, Harper has been the dream baby, so we're fully expecting a nightmare next, but we'll see. That's what we got. We got Avery was absolutely awesome. Like from the day that we brought her home and then Amelia was just an absolute terror for the first six weeks. Like wouldn't sleep was just screaming constantly, very colicky baby. But since then she's been absolutely awesome. But the first six weeks were really rough. I tell a lot of, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of guys our age are, you know, becoming fathers for the first time. And I always tell them, you know, everybody tells you that your, your kids grow up so fast, but until you have a child of your own, you have zero reference for how quickly time can pass. Like time flew by last year, right? And, and, you know, for COVID and 2020 and everybody like that. But until you have a kid, like it just puts the NOS on how quickly time passes. Do you feel like that now? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I, I I mean right now it's just like like I mean yeah with it with a kid and and with you know all the stuff happening I I definitely would agree um that you know time's just it's insane time is flying um at a pace I've never experienced before um you know Lauren and I are coming up on well not really coming up on but like Lauren and I are you know what been married now for like two and a half years um and it's just insane it's like you know, Lauren was like, man, if you want, if you want, uh, if you want to cry, just think about the fact that I just was dancing in the living, in the, in the kitchen with Harper by myself with her, um, to the song that like, I walked down the aisle to you, like, like, um, mm. and I was like, that's crazy because like that right. day, man, like you don't know anything about your future. You just know who you're going to spend it with. And then you completely, like in that moment, it's easy to forget like, oh yeah, we're going to like actually build a family. <laughs> So it's been, uh, it's been, it's been awesome, man. Yeah. Carmen in, in my, uh, four year anniversary is tomorrow actually. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, happy I'm, anniversary. I'm right with you. Yeah, man. Thank you. So yeah, time, uh, the last four years, um, if you would have told me that, you know, first of all, just how crazy the world would be by this point and just how much would change, I would, I would never believe it, but Anyways, this isn't the the John and, and Luke show here, right? This is the six man show. People at this point are like, all right, nobody freaking cares about your wives and your kids or whatever. <laughs> People want to hear about the Orlando Magic, so uh, we'll get yeah, into but, some. 
but before what? we get into that, Jonathan, let's. Uh, I want to take a quick break because uh, my wife left and she forgot there's bacon in the oven. I got to take that out. So okay, while as Luke is taking bacon out of the oven, I'm gonna get into the weekly state of the Magic here, folks. So this week, the Orlando Magic went 0 and 2 with home losses to the Dallas Mavericks, and then a just despicable fourth quarter collapse to the Atlanta Hawks, where the Magic were up by as much as 16. In the fourth quarter, with six minutes and eight seconds to go, the Magic were up 16. And then the, the Hawks just went nuclear. The Magic just completely forgot how to play defense, and, and the Hawks uh, won that game. The Magic currently sit with a record of 13 wins, 23 losses, which is good or bad for 14th place in the Eastern Conference. They sit four games out of the eighth seed and also the ninth play-in seed. They are three and a half games back of the 10th play-in seed currently. 538 gives the Orlando Magic a 2% chance of making the playoffs. Orlando currently has the fourth worst record in the NBA. If the NBA draft lottery was tonight, the Magic would have a 48.1% chance of securing a top four pick, as well as a 12.5% chance of securing the number one pick overall. Orlando is currently 26th in the league in offensive rating at 105.7 points per 100 possessions and 20th in the league in defensive rating at 112.3 points allowed per 100 possessions. In the last 10 games, the Magic are 17th in defensive rating in the league, um, and that was leading into uh, the the last two games of the first half, Luke. We were 7th in the last 10 games. So in just two games, over a 10-game span, we've gone from 7th in defensive rating to 17th. So that really just shows you how poorly the Magic played against the, the Mavs and also the Hawks. Quick injury report. Evan uh, Fournier sustained a groin injury Monday against the Mavs and missed Wednesday's game against the Hawks. James Ennis missed the third consecutive game with a strained calf. Cole Anthony remains out, right rib fracture. Aaron Gordon remains out with a severe ankle sprain. Cole and Aaron are suspected to be back sometime after the All-Star break. Luke, did you burn the bacon? Uh, no, first I'd like to say, guys, I was back in time to do the injury report. And if you've caught on here the past like month or so, I'm injury report guy, right? Listen, and and this man I was saw I was here. Oh, stop! And I I said, uh, and he was like, yeah. So here's the injury report. Basically said, screw you, Bacon Boy. You, oh, boy. I'm gonna do the injury report here. It has uh, nothing to do with Dwayne Bacon. No, it doesn't. Uh, there's no Baconators here. Uh, there is a lot of bacon. I got popped by some bacon grease in there, so, you know, oh, dude, pour one that's out. That's the worst. But, uh, yeah, no. So, bacon's great. Bacon's great. My wife Do you want to redo you know, the injury report? <sighs> no, I'll let you have it this time, all right? Okay. That's okay. your time, all right? That's fine. All right, well, Luke, time. so let's let's just talk quickly about this uh, this collapse against Atlanta. So, um, obviously, we talked, you know, Magic lost to the Mavs. Lost to the Hawks this week. Just things really not going well for the Magic. Now they've lost their last five games in a row. The last win um, coming a couple of weeks ago against the Detroit Pistons. And then looking back against this just horrendous loss. So lost 130-124 to 124 to the Dallas Mavericks. The, the Magic really just could not stop Luka Doncic. And then 115-112 to 112 against the Atlanta Hawks. Again, the Magic were up 16 points with six minutes and eight seconds to go in this game, coming off of a pair of uh, free throw makes uh, from Dwayne Bacon. And then, Luke, we, we don't need to get into the weeds here because we're almost a week out yeah, of this I forgot, game. I forgot these games happened, and I really yeah. didn't want to relive this. So, But the thing is, like, people were trying to 
justify. And people were happy that the Magic lost this game. And whether or yeah. not you're rooting for the tank or whatever, you should never, ever lose a basketball game where you're up 16 points at home with six minutes to go. Because, Luke, there were times during this game where Atlanta just could not care about it whatsoever. It really looked like they were just going to throw in the towel. Uh, fired their their head coach, Lloyd Pierce. Now Nate McMillan um, has taken over in the, the interim. But just uh, just walk me through your thoughts on, on this loss to Atlanta. Because it was well, atrocious. It really was. So, yeah, I mean... For those of you guys that might have missed it, to give you guys an idea, I'll kind of read through here the uh, real quick kind of the quarter-by-quarter quarter scores, right? So Orlando up 12 after the first quarter, scored 39 points. you got to think Orlando's on a great path to win that game. 39-27 um, to 27 was the you know the score at the end of that quarter. Then it was a very low-scoring quarter, 22-15. to 15. Um, Nonetheless, the Magic also won that quarter. Uh, second half is when everything changed. It was, you know, 36-29 to 29 in the third. Um, which isn't terrible, right? And then you get to the fourth quarter, you only put up 22, when, which is what you put up in the second quarter. The difference is you didn't hold the Hawks to 15. They just dropped 37 on your head in uh, the most pivotal quarter of the game at that point. So, um, yeah, and, and to speak to, you know, and also, Jonathan, that I, I, I can't say I'm shocked. I mean, that's just kind of the way this season has gone. Um but speaking to the people that were happy about it, um, yes, can you look back on that loss and say, you know, the, oh, that's just another loss, and that's one, you know, loss closer to a top draft pick? Yes, that's of course how now we have to look at it. But you're you're kidding yourself if you're not a little bit embarrassed that the Magic were up by that much, and then lose to a team that just lost their head coach. I mean, good teams and a good culture don't don't lose games like that. So it, that's another thing. It's just like if you want to build a winning culture, you got to at least win those games when you're up big. You don't want to start choking, get that instilled in the young players that, that you know, they start coasting. Like you want to always be able to put, you know, full um, full throttle and be able to kind of just step on their necks and end the game. And the Magic just simply didn't do that. Well, just for a little bit more context here, folks. So the Magic – in the first six minutes of the fourth quarter, scored 16 points and were up 106 to 90, end up losing the game 115 to 112. So over the last six minutes, the Magic scored six points and gave up 25, or is that 35? 90 to 115, that's 25, right? My uh, math isn't great. We've we've been over this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 90, yeah. 25. So they get outscored 25 to 6 over the last 6 minutes and end up losing this game. So like I mean uh, Kevin Herter was playing out of his mind the last few minutes of this game, you know, had a had a big shot but also had some really nice defensive plays. Um you know, obviously Trey Young hit a big shot, Tony Snell hit a big shot, uh, a few big shots. Actually both of those guys made a, a few big shots, but really the Magic are up one with 18 seconds left. Trey Young drives the lane, appears, depending on what angle you're looking at, there was some, you know, contact, uh, you know, to to Trey's head, face, possibly. So he gets the, the foul call, goes to the line, makes both free throws. Then Terrence has a, a good look at a difficult-ish shot, like a floater from like 10 to 12 feet away. But we've seen Terrence make that shot probably 
25 times this year. I, I was I was okay with the shot. I thought it was a good look. It just doesn't go in. And then the game's basically over. But I, I ran into to some uh, some confrontation with some Atlanta Hawks fans who were like actively seeking out people talking trash about Trey Young because none of these people follow the Six Man Show account. But it just started like there was no hashtags. There was nothing. It was just like I have no idea how they found it. But yeah, just people trying to argue about Trey Young and um, you know his, his free throw attempts and you know all the crap that goes on with that. I think like his his rookie year he averaged like five free throw attempts a game and then the last two years it's jumped up to like nine ten. So the way that he plays the game definitely has not changed other than just the little ticky tack yeah. you know fouls. He's got a guy on his hip. He slows up, takes a little bit of a bump, and I feel like he gets rewarded for being the smallest guy on the court because he gets bumped even a little bit and he goes flying. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, just just really a despicable loss. Um, not the way that you want to end the first half of the season. I mean, maybe depending on who you're asking, oh, but a lot of people you know, wanted to end the way, end it that way. Oh my gosh, yeah. And part of me was like, man, like, you know, I know every game there are people rooting against the team. So I was like, man, there's no way, right, that we're gonna lose this game. And then sure enough, you know, the the Hawks just come all the way back. So, I mean, the last win that we had was February 21st. 105 to 96 against the the Pistons then a loss to the Pistons to the Nets to the Jazz to the Mavericks to the Hawks and a lot of people in the Orlando Magic community thought that over the last four or five games the Magic had to go on a win streak or the Magic were definitely going to be sellers at the trade deadline so here we are now we're just like 17 days away from the trade deadline and things are not about to get better like we start the second half of the season at Miami, at San Antonio versus Miami, at New York versus Brooklyn versus Boston versus Denver versus Phoenix versus Portland. Like, we got like 20 straight games or something crazy like that against playoff teams. I mean, I can't even mark the Knicks as a W anymore. Well, the Spurs probably aren't a, probably aren't a playoff team at this point, if I had to guess. I'll go look at the, the standings. Why not? The Spurs are a playoff team, They're 18 playoff and 14. Team, yeah. So... But yeah, no, you're 100%. We cannot just chalk the Knicks up as a win. We can actually almost certainly chalk that up the other way. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll kind of see, but they're I mean, that's a good that's a, I hate to say, it, that's a good ball team. I mean, like Thibodeau's I done I mean, they're better than us. Thibodeau's done a good job this year with them. Um yeah. they got really fun young guys. That is the one, you know, commonality that that we've got with them is that, you know, we got a fun group, and they've got a fun young group as well. We don't um, have a fun group right now, Luke. Well, we have a fun young group. We were and supposed I was to say the difference is until one like of those August groups 5th, is injured. Whenever that was that Ji went down. One of those groups is injured, and the other one is not. Right. Uh, and the Knicks have been very fortunate and have not gotten hit by an injury bug, um, or COVID or anything like that. So, um. Yeah, I mean that that's uh that's not a fun look ahead of the schedule. Uh, honestly though, Jonathan, is there going to be a, a a fun look ahead of the no, schedule at so all I the rest counted, of this year? It's 14 straight playoff teams and it's 19 out of the next 20 games we're playing a playoff team every single night. The exception to that is Washington who has been playing a little bit better lately. Um, oh, the 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 tankers right now, Jonathan, they're they're salivating. Oh yeah, dude, they're they're oh, salivating. Dude. They're they need to take a cold shower right now. They need to you know, go to confessional, whatever it is that they need to do. Cause they, yeah, they're, they're all hot and bothered listening to that schedule right now. But 
So let's let's switch gears a little bit. We're gonna stay in Atlanta, Luke. So last night was All Star Night, I guess we can call it. It wasn't really All Star Weekend. They jammed all of the events into yeah. one night. So let's first give me your thoughts because we haven't talked about this yet. First, give me your thoughts on like the whole night as a whole, and then we'll kind of go through each event and, and what you thought of the like each event. Yeah. So the night as a whole, I liked that it was a night. I liked that I didn't have to dedicate my whole weekend to NBA All-Star Weekend. I liked that I could see everything happen in one night. Um, you know, I, I just didn't I didn't feel the need. I, I just don't know. I didn't it never had needed to be a weekend. I get that it extends the break maybe a little bit, it, you know, boosts the festivities and tickets as, as well um, for the arena and ratings, blah, 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 because um, there's nothing on TV anyway. So people are going to tune in regardless. Right. But all that to say, I liked how it went this year. I didn't mind it. I, you know, well, I won't say I liked how it went this year. Uh, skills competition um, was good. Uh, poor Chris Paul is now, what, 0 for 5 in skills competitions in his career. Um, and then you had, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about Vooch, his performance. Uh, beats Rocco um, round one. Um, and then eventually is in the final against Sabonis, which is maybe not the matchup everybody wanted to see, but it was the, it was one we wanted to see. And guess what, guys? Vooch had it. He had it. He beat him down the court. He beat Sabonis down the court for the final three pointer, and just couldn't get it to go. That 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 top of the top of the key shot through from from beyond the arc that Vooch has hit so many times could not get it to go. Uh, probably some jitters there at that point. Um, knowing that it was in the back, it was his to lose, and he and Sabonis were both clanking. They were both building the same house out of bricks, and Sabonis just happened to hit the shot. I mean, it, it's it stinks. Wish I wish it, you know, in a season where we don't win anything, it was nice to one get Vucevic be to be an All Star. Two would have been great for him to bring hardware home to Orlando, and I don't care what it is. I don't care if it is the skills competition. I wanted something, Jonathan, but I didn't get it. Yeah, we definitely didn't get it. Um, I was, I was kind of like, man, like he kind of got unlucky with just the way that the bracket panned out. Like first, you go up against Robert Covington, obviously a forward, a guy that's smaller and, and quicker than Vooch, but he definitely a lot of these guys. And I think the reason that Chris Paul is zero for five in these things is because he just plays it a little bit too cool. Like he didn't yeah. really seem that interested in winning. He missed a, a layup, for goodness sake. <laughs> like Chris Paul does not miss layups. If Chris Paul really wanted to win, like Chris Paul would is like if you could put a, 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 a you know go in a lab and create like a guy that you would want for the skills competition, it would be freaking Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like like small to the ground, good handles, good passer, you know, decent you know jump shooter. Like Chris Paul is made for this type of event. So I feel like if he really wanted to win one, he he could. Oh yeah, um, well that's what my buddy was like. My buddy was like, man, CP's got this in the bag. I said that before. And I was like, one, he's like 0-4 in skills competitions. Two, he's too old to care. I don't right. think he cares. He, like, Most players do not care anyway when it comes to the skills competition. That is probably the least lo- – like, that is not the competition people tuned in for last night. That's why it was first. Well, going through the slalom, like the first round, like Vooch was neck and neck with Robert Covington. And that's when I was like – Yo, he's got a chance here. Like, Vooch actually might win this. So he knocks down the three, and then Chris Paul blows the layup. Like, he was ahead of Vooch at that point, but he blows the layup. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Vooch really has a, a chance. So 
again, and then he goes on to the the final round, and then like you mentioned, just couldn't convert on the the three point attempt. But just Kenny Smith was, I'm sorry, but pissing me off, mm-hmm. talking about how oh if if Luca and Chris Paul are, are kicked out, we might as well. I'm I'm leaving. This is going to be stupid. And then was just continuing to talk trash about how he didn't want to see Demonis and, and Vucevic. Like, bro, just just shut up. To, like, to be you're, fair, you're here. You're here to get people excited about the skills competition and about the the dunk contest and the three point competition and everything like that. Like, just shut up and hype it up. Stop, stop ragging on it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I mean, it, it's, it's bad enough that there's no fans there. In my opinion, I hated that it was all in one night because why? It takes it just to me. It takes a, like it's a it's a party. You know what I mean? Like all star yeah, weekend we party is, one it, night. It's like no, it's like it's like a Mardi Gras or something where the party <laughs> goes on for a, a few nights. Everybody that I talked to, especially folks that were you know in Orlando in, in 2012 when the the All Star Game was there last, it's like there's a just a different energy in the city that whole weekend, mm-hmm. you know. And I understand limited fans like we didn't have the celebrities and everything like that there, which always adds to the excitement because you know you see all you know the A listers come out and you know everybody's having a good time and. You know, there's there's 20,000 people in the arena going nuts during all the different competitions. And, you know, the intros are tons of fun and, and everything like that. And I don't know, like you, you knew that guys didn't really want to be there. Like Vucevic wanted to be there, of course. But like, for goodness sake, in the second half, we didn't even see LeBron James whatsoever. He played like 13 minutes last night in the All-Star game. He played like the whole first quarter, mm-hmm. like a minute or so in the second quarter. And then we just didn't see him again whatsoever. Yep. I mean, like Kevin Durant, one of the captains, I understand he was hurt, but he wasn't even at the game. Like, when <laughs> does that happen? That never happens. I understand it's probably COVID and everything like that, not to mention Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons just were, you know, scratched that morning due to contract contact tracing and everything. But honestly, I hated it. Like, the game usually isn't all that fun, but last night it really wasn't fun because it was just a blowout. By the time the fourth quarter rolls around and you have that Elam ending where one team has to, you know, whoever gets to the 170 mark last night it was yeah. because, you know, it was the the highest score plus 24 points. Yeah. Like, Team Durant knew from the beginning of that quarter they had no chance. Like, the coolest part of the night was obviously seeing Vooch, who didn't play particularly well. Again, he was missing that three from the top of the key that he loved so much. But the best part of the night was, like, Giannis not missing a shot. And then Dame and Steph literally shooting from midcourt. That was like crazy. It's no big deal. That was crazy. And, and Dame pulling up and hitting the game winner from pretty Dame, much half Dame, Dame literally that first one that he hit, he legitimately stepped into it and just whacked it from half. Yep. It It was effortless. It was crazy. I get Steph was like a foot, you know, only a foot in front of probably where Dame was. But it was insane to actually see someone – Dame was on the half court line. Yeah. He didn't shoot from half court, and I'm putting that in air quotes because people say that, and then you look at the video, and it's like he didn't shoot from half court. That wasn't true half court. If it was no, a three pointer, you say like mid-line. foot on the line. No, I mean Dame was Dame was actually half court. That was yeah. bonkers. And then he pulls Honestly, up, and Steph turns around and waves, does the Dame to everybody. Yeah. I mean, before he even shot it, it, it it's disgusting. Like, those were crazy to see in real time, but I think the craziest shot of the night was uh, Steph is trying to put, like, the dribble moves on Zach Levine, loses the ball, gathers it, like, on the logo, and just turns and throws it up. When that went in, I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. He's he's loose. I tweeted out, I was like, I can't wait for five, six years from now for Steph to be in the Joe Harris role 
in Orlando, and it'd just be ridiculous. Like, oh no, if he was the Joe Harris role in Orlando, he'd get cut. He'd get waived. Oh my. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, I still can't believe that the guy's shooting fifty percent from the freaking three point line. Talking and, Joe Harris, you know, by the way, guys. Three. Yeah, three, four years ago, whenever that was, when when we traded um, Channing Fry to the Cavs, Rob Henning was like, "Yep, yeah, you know what? We don't need this guy." And to Rob's defense, I, I I looked back and he was not shooting a a good percentage. It was like the high twenties, the the low thirties that season. Um, but yep. is now you know one of the top five shooters in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Would have been nice to have that guy. I've got to say that. But yeah, man, I I hope we never have another All Star night as long as I live. Like I understand, you know, like the Friday night stuff isn't that exciting. I personally love the celebrity All Star game. Especially when we get, like, real celebrities in it. You know, like, forget about the guys from, you know, like, House Flippers or, or whatever. <laughs> like, the one of the twins. Like, I could care less about that guy. Yeah. But when we've got, like, J. Cole and, like, Quavo, like, guys that can actually play basketball. Mm-hmm. I love seeing stuff like that. And then you, if you get guys like Scottie Pippen and Tracy McGrady, like, the Hall of Famers to come back um, and play in that game. Like, for, you know, a few years, like, J. Cole obviously was really good. Um, you know, Common is pretty nice. Like seeing those guys, that's always really exciting to me. Well, the, the uh, yeah, and and obviously the biggest part of that is the whole COVID thing. Obviously, that's why you're not getting celebrity game. You're not going to bring in celebrities, and you know, one of them, you know, gets COVID, and then it's you know, every all these celebrities have to quarantine, take breaks from movies, and they're writing songs, whatever. Um, the one thing I will say is came from the CDC recently. I don't know if it was today, but it was recently. Um, and it's a silver lining. CDC says when you are fully vaccinated, you are you can feel free to go maskless in public places. That might be a deal breaker. Dude, I, I, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that? You got the people that complain about wearing a mask. Guess what? Go get vaccinated. I don't care about all that other stuff, that agenda. But, like, go get vaccinated. You don't have to wear that mask anymore. Um, but uh, again, that's not like the case right now because people would still be weirded out and I personally don't know how I'd feel. Um, but yeah, if you're vaccinated, you get both, both your doses. Johnson and Johnson just came out with one single, um, you know, shot that you can get, um, instead of two rounds and, um, avoid, you know, two times of feeling kind of crappy maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that is the silver lining. That's what I heard today. Um, so hopefully that, that kind of continues to be the trend. I know that they, uh, that Biden came out and said, I think by the end of May, everyone in the public will have had a shot to at least get one of the, uh, shots. We'll have the opportunity to not necessarily. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's not being forced on anybody, but you know, if you, you have it, if you want it. So, um, so that's all kind of good news. I, I hope Jonathan, this means we're kind of on that, you know, the, the downhill of this. Um, I, I want to believe that's where we're headed. Vaccination is always a great step. Um, so yeah, so hopefully next, next year, Jonathan, we can get that full weekend of all-star stuff for you. All right. Some celebrities then there, all that stuff. Cause I will say, I do love that. Yeah. I, and I, dude, like, I don't care what anybody says about what I'm about to say. It's not going to be a popular opinion. I know my boy magic marquee out there. I don't know if he actually listens to the show, Mm -hmm. but I know he will approve of this and I know you'll approve of this. Mm -hmm. Like, Justin Bieber being in the All-Star game like back in the day w- was cool. I would love to see the Beeb back in All-Star weekend at the Celebrity Game. His new song, Hold On, absolutely 
slaps. I don't care what anybody says. My boy John Bellion, I, I put this on my Instagram story. John Bellion, um, like the like three of his new songs, like Holy, John Bellion had a huge huge hand in writing. I think anyone, and then Hold On, mm-hmm. like a lot of Justin Bieber's new songs that are going to be on this Justice album that's supposed to be coming out in a few weeks. My man John Bellion, I've been a, a fan of his for a long time now. Um, people don't give that man enough credit because, he, like, he's written tons of Grammy-winning songs like um, Monsters with Rihanna and Eminem, if you guys remember, you know, that song. He wrote that song. He he has written so many songs that you love that you just have no idea. But, like, that song slaps, and I just I needed to say that because it's absolutely fire. I love, like, the, the 80s vibe of it, like the – you know yeah. the the um like the guitar and 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 the drums in that song just i know that you agree yeah mm-hmm. we we're both we we're both got the Bieber fever we're both believers baby believers all yeah, day all day yeah yeah and uh, but, yeah no doubt marquis with us i know that Mar- marquis even um he he's a one directioner too is he, he uh, he dude i'm a, i'm a, this is going to be bad but one direction there are some songs that slap they call it the one direction infection and there's also a a One Direction, you can fill in the blank. I'm not going to say uh, what it is. Wow, but, uh, um, yeah, people, guys, people say I, that. This, I will, is a, this is the family show, so we're I not will clarify, guys. Um, I'm not in that camp. So if you were worried about me for a second, don't worry about me. Uh, One Direction is not on my radar. Um, Listen, it is on Johnson's. Ask, ask Magic Marquis. I know Marquis got my back. He and I have had some. Not a, I wouldn't call them disagreements, but some miscommunications on Twitter, mm. um, in in regards <laughs> to like Aaron Gordon's hair and stuff like that. <laughs> we don't have to get too into the weeds here. Marquis really thought I was like not white enough to know. Well, I was too white to know what everybody hates. Chris is, you know, mm. the 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 sitcom right. based around the the childhood of, of Chris Rock. Yeah, so yeah. Magic Marquis, if you're listening out there, I probably just destroyed every ounce of street cred that I have. Uh, admitting that there are some One Direction songs that slap, um, I'm a I'm a big music fan. I uh, I can appreciate um, talent. So yeah, and, and, and on me if you also want. That's, that's okay. Marquee, we're talking Mag- about Justin Bieber and One Direction. Well, that's where oh, the season's goodness, at, man. Uh, I will leave it with this at this point. Uh, Magic Marquis doesn't may not know it, but he's going to come on the show someday. Um, so in yeah, a, thanks a, in advance, daily, daily Marquee. fantasy sports guy to come on. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Give his um, takes. yeah. If you follow Mark uh, magic Marquee on Twitter, you know, uh, you know, he plays daily fantasy. You can just pick that There's up. A, and he's got a tweets. big long list of, of people that he does not agree with because they've screwed him mm. in, in daily he has fantasy. a long list, but uh, I don't know if he's going to want to come on here and like, div- like give up his, you know, his, secret his formula. technique. Yeah, exactly. Like the Krabby Is Patty he, formula. Exactly. Are we plankton? We're not plankton. The listeners might be the plankton. I, might be. I don't know. Mm. I'm not yeah. trying to steal his formula, so. I feel that. All right, let's take a quick break. Anyways, Luke, um, I want to talk about this this article that Kevin O'Connor wrote today. Um, it was mostly just, you know, kind of his power rankings, you know, before the second half of the season. So a few reports uh, from what he calls league sources uh, that the Heat, Spurs, Celtics, and Hornets are all interested in trading for Nikola Vucevic, that the Hornets are one of several teams that are interested in trading for Evan Fournier, and then that the Nuggets are interested in trading for Terrence Ross. 
So, excuse me, I just had a little burp there. Mm. Um, Heat, Spurs, Celtics, Hornets, I really don't see a, a trade that, I mean, there's not much that I would want on the, the Spurs that I think they're going to they're gonna part with um, to make the salaries match to, you know, to trade for Vooch. Like, it's some type of combination of, like, LaMarcus Aldridge, Rudy Gay, and then, you know, one of their young guys. I'm good. That doesn't interest me whatsoever. Mm-mm. Heat, it's not like they're trading, you know, Bam out of bio or anything like that for Vooch. Vooch, they would want to pair with Bam, with mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, and then to try to make the money work there. Like, maybe we're talking about, like, Goran Dragic and, and, you know, a couple of their young guys. I doubt they're really going to be motivated to trade, like, Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson. No Those sure who were just... You know, they didn't even want to um, give up for James Harden. They didn't want to give that type of stuff up. Yeah, exactly. And those were integral pieces of the finals run that they just made last year. Celtics, we've talked about this a million times. Hornets, Hornets don't have anything that I want. You know, like Terry Rozier, I'm not interested in, in paying him. I'm not interested in giving up Vooch for Terry Rozier. They're not giving up LaMelo. So you could have just, just, just stopped a non-starter. it. You're not interested in trading Vooch. Yeah. Hornets. For Evan, I mean, maybe if they're going to put, you know, a few of their young pieces together, you know, I would love to take, you know, like P.J. Washington or, yeah. or, or get like Miles Bridges away from them, but highly doubt that, you know, yeah. like the, their future is quite very obviously LaMelo and Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington are two guys that you want playing alongside LaMelo as he starts to age. And then the Nuggets interested in Terrence Ross. You and I talked before the show, I would love to get you know, Michael Porter Jr. or RJ Hampton, you talked about PJ Dozier. Those are young guys that we would love to pry away from the Nuggets and the Nuggets just keep flirting with this. Like we want to win a championship, but we're also, you know, they don't seem like they are like want to give Michael Porter Jr. that much freedom, but they're definitely not giving him up. But if you really want to go in and all in and try to win a championship, like the Celtics, in my opinion, tried to toe this line for years where they had like these older, really good players Al Horford, you know, Kyrie Irving, and then, you know, they had all these these picks lined up, and they never wanted to cash in and, like, really go all in. Like, you know, they had Isaiah Thomas and everything like that. They never wanted to cash in all of those assets and really go for it. And now, like, they're stuck holding the bill. Like, Danny Ainge has admitted that he hasn't put together a good enough team around Jalen and, and Jason Tatum. They're not going to move, you know, either of those guys. But I think Denver is kind of, you know, it's it's very dangerous when you're when you you keep waiting for the perfect move, and the perfect move might never come. But you could make a move that potentially pushes you, you know, over over the top. But I don't know. Denver's not parting with you know Michael Porter Jr. or Bull Bull or any of those guys. It seems like so. I just yeah. don't think. Um, when we're talking about these guys and these specific teams, I don't think there's a move to be had. No. I mean, we can – first of all, yeah, Vucevic not happening. I mean, the, that's going to be a high price. I know the Magic front office values him. He's got a couple years left on his contract. Like, we're, we're – I think that's past – that's not even a conversation, I don't think. Um, you know, teams might think they have a shot. And guess what, guys? You're going to see in the next few couple weeks here – you're going to see Vucevic now in a lot of trade packages just because people want to trade the star. They want to trade the star, and they don't really care what it really means and if the front office really values them and they don't know and blah, blah, blah. They just want to put something out there. Everyone's on their trade machine or whatever website Jonathan 
said people use now for trades. I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I wanted to bring this up to you, Luke. So TradeNBA.com, Vucevic is the second most traded player on that site right now. Yeah. So you are 100% right about people just want to trade Vucevic. They just want to trade him to trade him, just, just to trade a star. Like, they don't care what the return is. They just want to get Vooch on one of those teams, right? Like, people would love for Vooch to be, you know, Heat fans would love Vucevic. Uh, Spurs, Celtics, Hornets, all those guys, all those teams would love Vucevic. Who wouldn't? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't see that happening. I think you guys can probably just not even have to hold your breath about it. Um, and if they do trade Vooch, you can, you know, refer back at me on Twitter, I guess, and tell me I was wrong and an idiot. But I'm pretty confident about it. Uh, yeah, so as far as that goes, man, um, I don't know. Then T. Ross and Evan Fournier, you, I don't, I wouldn't feel bad if we traded them. We've been trying to trade Fournier anyway. Um, and, but the thing is, like, those teams have to pay up, especially for Fournier, whatever. I don't think that, that our front office is just going to lay down and take, you know, stuff that they don't want. So, um, it's not Rob Hennigan anymore. Right. So, uh, and we've said that so many times, but it's the truth. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know if anything, I wouldn't be surprised if there's no trade made. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously when we talk about the Celtics, the Celtics are another team that I guess have been reported to have interest in Evan Fournier. Obviously, you know, a lot comes into play with that gigantic trade exception that they have. So they could literally trade us. Ab- almost absolutely nothing. Like they could trade us Taco Fall and take Evan Fournier back with that trade exception. That's how large it is. So, I mean, maybe something ends up happening with the Celtics. Like if you believe in in some of their young guys, like a Romeo Langford, you know, an Aaron Neesmith, a Peyton Pritchard. Aaron Neesmith is a guy that you know a lot of Magic fans talked about wanting to draft last year at 15. Mm-hmm. He shot just a ridiculous percentage at Vanderbilt, like 45 percent in. Um, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but I do know that it's nowhere near that this year that he's really struggled. So, yeah, yeah, man, we we say this every single week. We're down to 17 days now until the trade deadline, and we're we're really just going to have to wait. It's it's really as simple as that. But yeah. outside of that, Luke, I mean, you know, we talked about a, a little bit ago how we've got 14 straight games coming up against playoff teams. So it starts this week. At Miami, the the Magic will make the return from the All-Star break. You can always count on teams being rusty that first game back after the All-Star break. It just it never fails. Especially if they Hopefully, didn't have any All-Stars. Yeah, especially if they didn't have any mm. All-Stars. You know the, the Heat are, are going hard right now wherever <laughs> they're at. Um, so maybe we're able to pick up a win there. But I was more talking about the fact that the Magic are probably going to be pretty rusty. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe we'll get Cole back potentially Aaron Gordon I I would be really surprised if that was the case Aaron was you know supposed to be out like somewhere between four to six weeks at least and right now we're about the five week mark so we'll see what happens there but yeah you're you're at the the heat Thursday and then you turn around immediately and fly to San Antonio which the schedule on this just really sucks Uh, but then you're home again versus Miami on Sunday and then you have three straight days off. So I don't know why they couldn't have figured out a way to give the Magic like one day in between each of these games. I saw today on Twitter, starting today, there's 75 days until the playoffs start. The Magic are going to play 36 games. Jeez. 
So that that's literally like a game, literally a game every other day. Once they return uh, from the All Star break, because we still have yeah, they got Tuesday, like three more. That's th- three more off days than games that they are going to well, be playing. Well, just think. So we have two days before we even start playing again. So yeah. by that time, it's going to be seventy three. So it's going to mm. be thirty six games in seventy three nights. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. Yeah, and I think they could have instead of giving the Magic three days off right after they just had eight days off, you could have spread that out a little bit better. So you know, yeah, doesn't help. Give the them magic. a you know some less back to backs or something, but and tankers in case you need cues, this is where you applaud as well. So, yeah, I guess so. It, it's going to be rough, man. I mean, we five thirty eight again, two percent chance of the Magic making the playoffs. That's wild, considering it, what it was up. Where it we was were. in like the seventy percent range. Yeah, even after Markel went down. Yeah, it was still in like the high sixties. Mm-hmm. As far as like a couple of weeks ago. It was still like a forty percent chance, <laughs> and it's just it's just absolutely completely plummeted. You know the the five game losing streak against you know not the best teams in the league. You know the Pistons. You lose to the to the Mavericks, who you know have struggled a lot this year. The the Hawks, who just they're not a good team. But I tweeted during that game, Atlanta sucks, and then after the game, I had to quote tweet it and say we suck. Yeah. So. Anyways, so yeah, that's that's gonna be the the next week. So Luke and I, um, you know, we had Adam Papa Giorgio on the show last week to talk about NBA Top Shot. Um, we've really gotten into it the you know the past week or so. So each week we're gonna do like a like a Top Shot time. Like we're gonna do a segment on Top Shot, probably yeah. like this at the end of the show. So we know that not everyone is interested in Top Shot. If you're not, I mean, I would just encourage you to go at least check it out to see if it would be something that you're into but if not we're going to do this at the end of the show so if you're not interested at this point you can just kind of tune out and you know we'll catch you next week so <laughs> luke let's talk some top shot because as of right now on the site it says the marketplace is still disabled but at the bottom of the screen right now i have a red banner that says the marketplace has reopened due to unprecedented traffic we introduced some new updates when you click read here from for more information they're saying they're going to slowly turn the functionality of the marketplace back on. Right now, the only action that you can do is delist your moments. Mm-hmm. So if it's already on the marketplace and you don't want to sell it right now, you yeah. can delist it. You can't do anything else. You can't buy. You can't sell. So there's huh. that. So just to give everybody some context on on what happened this weekend, if you are interested in Top Shot, I'm not going to do a whole intro again. If if yeah. you want to know what Top Shot is, listen to our episode from last week, yeah. or go to NBA Top. It's virtual Shot. trading cards. Um, the best we can explain I mean, it. Yeah, that's so. That's the that's that's all you really need to know to maybe understand a little bit. But you'll probably get lost in some of the stuff we talk about. I yeah, do, I, Jonathan. I, just, I, I clicked on I clicked on the read more of that for the updates of the marketplace. And it's interesting. It's already the first bullet points. Interesting. Um, but yeah, guys, it's it's virtual trading cards. It's a specific moment in that player's career. Um, and the, it's partnered with the NBA. So you like own that moment, um, in that player's career. So whether it's a Steph Curry three pointer, which by the way, would sell for a decent amount. Um, I recently opened up, got a pack for, that was, uh, a Cole Anthony game winner that we, that he had, uh, you know, a, a little bit ago. So cool moments. Um, I think it's, it's really well made for people that either want to make just there for the money or people that are really just into, 
sports trading cards in general. So, um, yeah, kind of diving a little deeper, Jonathan, that, that first update to Marketplace says that collectors will only be able to purchase one moment from the Marketplace every two hours. What the hell are we doing here? One <laughs> moment every two oh, hours. So you are so you know what that does, Jonathan, right? Like it, it limits those flippers that right when a, a pack gets dropped, um, when the Marketplace reopens after a pack drop, um, I, I'm expecting that's one of the functionalities. Maybe it'll help there not be so much underselling, but I don't know. So let me let me give the listeners just so if you're listening and you're not in a top shot quite yet, let me just give you some context on what we're talking about. So it's been really hard to get packs lately. Basically, the way that you get a pack is you join a drop with a bunch of other people, and then you're randomly given a number that could be anywhere from one to two hundred thousand. So this weekend. Top Shot did three separate drops. They were selling 180,000 packs roughly in three separate drops. So each time it was 60,000 um, moments. And each time they did one of these drops, they would start having issues with their marketplace, not being able to process payments. You were having difficult, you know, a difficult time buying moments. This happened each of the three times that they did drops. They did a fourth drop last night. They shut off the marketplace for that. Luke, what was that, 5, five o'clock Eastern for, time? Forever, yeah. So they shut it off then, and it's been down basically until like a half hour ago. And now they're telling you the marketplace is back open, but we're placing limits on how many moments you can buy, one every two hours, how many you can sell, one every two hours. Yeah. So, Luke, in my opinion – this isn't helping us at all. It's not helping the price of our moments. It's just whatever what's going to happen, it's just going to draw it out ridiculously now. Right, and obviously the biggest point, and they say this in the update, the patch update is what I'll call it. I don't know what they call it on websites, but that's what they call it in video games. So patch update um, pretty much says, like, this helps us with traffic as we adjust to our you know new amounts of people, of waves coming through because it, it was crazy. I mean, like a month ago or two months ago, they had like 15,000 users. Now they're at half a million, maybe more by now. Um, so, you know, pretty insane. Top Shot is booming. Um, but they will say, they did say at the bottom of that update, Jonathan, um, that they expect to scale down the limits over time as they improve their infrastructure. Wanted, but wanted to make sure the collectors had access to the marketplace as quick as possible. Site signups and, and gifting will be turned off temporarily and will return at a later date. Uh, please remember that if you attempt to subvert or our one account per collector mandate, you'll risk harsh penalties. Um, so you can't sign up right now either. They're still turning that off. They have another probably pack drop coming this week. Uh, cool Cats uh, 3. Um, so, you know, we'll see what that looks like, Jonathan. But it does seem like a lot's going to slow down. They're really taking their time now. Um, but the difference is hopefully that marketplace doesn't get shut down after every drop. So as this started to gain popularity, especially in the last two weeks, I was lucky enough to get a rare, you know, pack drop last weekend, paid a hundred dollars for that and roughly turned that into like a thousand dollars. So at the good friend that I am, I went to Luke and I was like, bro, like, <clears throat> excuse me. I went to Luke and I was like, bro, like you need to get into this because the, opportunity to flip your money is crazy and obviously that's happened a few hundred thousand times now of people telling their friends because what it is now turned into at least temporarily is everyone jumping in trying to get a pack and trying to flip it as quick as possible and consequently that has turned into people just undercutting undercutting the market as as much as they possibly can to try to sell their card 
or their moment as quick as possible. So, for instance, I purchased a, a Cole Anthony card for $509. It's his first rookie moment, you know, the, the first jump shot that he ever hit in a Magic uniform in the home opener against the Heat this year. That has plummeted like $150 in value just over the last couple of days from people just undercutting the market and everything like that. So what a lot of people are hoping, you know, the the people that are seeing this as like potentially a long-term investment are hoping that over time that the resellers will kind of be weeded out of this Mm -hmm. and some of these cards will have long-term value. But we'll we'll see, Luke. So, I mean, I don't want to spend so much time like harping on, you know, the issue with the marketplace, which obviously is a big deal but more so just about like our experience in the last week and, and perhaps like, you know, talk, like talk about the pack that you got, you know, like the moment that you got. So this week was the seeing stars. They yeah. did the seeing stars drop and they also did the rising stars drop. So in um, the seeing stars drop, what was it like two, two base cards? Yeah. One, you know, seeing stars card, which is an all-star card. Um, I believe what was that number to 10,000? It's still technically yeah. um, a common card. But it's numbered to ten thousand instead of thirty five thousand plus, like some of these other cards. And then the Rising Stars pack uh, was two hundred dollars. You got one of the Rising Stars in the NBA. I think you got like two Seeing Stars or one Seeing Star, and then a few other base cards. So um, just talk about your Seeing Stars pack and, and what you got out of that because it was a pretty solid pull, even though the market has kind of not yeah. exactly done what we wanted it to do. Yeah, so in that, um, my common cards that I got was Jason Tatum, um, an assist, which was a it's a circulating card meaning or moment meaning they can they're able to make more of them if they want. There's already thirty five thousand of them, so they're gonna make probably make more of those cards. But the good thing is for me, you know, serial numbers right now matter a little bit. My serial number is uh, three thousand two hundred seventy one on that on that Jason Tatum assist. Which is pretty good. It holds up better probably than you know something in the you know thirty five thousands or something. Uh, and then I did get the Cole Anthony jump shot, uh, the game winner um, that he hit uh, a little bit ago. So that was pretty cool as a Magic fan. Um, I'll probably hang on to that uh, for a bit here. They're gonna add rookie badges onto cards and stuff, so onto moments and stuff. So that'll be interesting too. Um, and then my big card that I got, my Seeing Stars card. Um, was Anthony Davis. Um, serial number wasn't great, eighty-seven seventy-five out of ten thousand. But it was just more so that I got an Anthony Davis, whereas you know other people could get other type of all-star cards that that weren't nearly as good as an AD. So yeah, it was so, pretty good pull. So in my pack, because so Luke got in on the first drop. Yeah, like you got in on the first drop. I didn't get in until the third drop, like the last drop. The one, yep. And had I, n- there are plenty of people that missed out on all three of those drops. Luke and I both missed out on the Rising Stars drop. There was, there was over 150,000 people in the queue. Yeah, They're, They gave away like 30,000-something 30, packs. Yeah. So like your odds of, of getting into that were, were honestly pretty slim. Yeah. Um, so my, my pack, um, Zach Levine was my, was my Rising – or my, uh, my Seeing Star, yeah. uh, which I wasn't, I wasn't totally thrilled about. But, I mean, you, you buy a, a pack for 14 bucks, and, and Zach Levine right now – the lowest ask on this, let's see, pulling this up right now. Lowest asking price right now is one forty-five. So literally, off of one card, ten x my money potentially if I were to sell that right now. I think I'm gonna right. hold on to that really just to see what the market does. Um, but then I ended up with a Fred Van Vliet 
layup, uh, which was actually against the Magic, part of his 54-point explosion from a few weeks ago. And then uh, what was the other one? I, I sold those other two moments so fast it made my head spin. <laughs> I don't even remember Did what they were. It was those? Fred Van Vliet, Josh Okogie. Did you it was a Josh Okogie assist. Oh, yeah, I totally undersold those. At that point, I was really just trying to get as much money in my, into my Dapper account as possible. So I sold okay. those really quickly. I was debating selling the Zach Levine, but then the marketplace went down. What did you sell those I was those hoping for? to be able to sell that. I'm, I don't even want to talk about it, to be honest. It was, <laughs> it was so low because I just I was trying to get as much. I sold the Josh Okoge for $5, the Fred Van Vliet for 17 I've seen it now for as much well, as 14 Yeah, I mean, Van you still Vliet. net $7 in that situation. Or eight. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. So right now I'm two dollars away from getting my money back from that pack. So not mad at that at all. If you sold I was Van Vliet for Van Vliet for seventeen and Okogi for five. Seven. Seven for Van Vliet. Oh, I think it's seven and five. No, 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 no. Okay. I've seen so you the, almost. the Van Vliet yeah. as high as fourteen now. Okay. But yeah, I, I gave those cards away for nothing. Was just trying to get as much money into my Dapper account as I could in case I got into that rising stars drop, which I did not. So, I mean, Fred Van Vliet and Josh Okogie to thirty five thousand in their continuing circulation right. probably isn't going to be anything crazy unless the market just absolutely explodes. But so this week, I I went and bought the Cole Anthony. So I know there are some people that ended up buying that card for like forty five dollars on the marketplace, like right after that first drop mm-hmm. came out. Um, and I was trying to buy it constantly at like $35, $40, but because of the issues with the marketplace, I could not process that payment. Luke, I've got 13 emails in my, e- in my email right now from Dapper stating that we could not process your payment at this time. I've got so Which many is what those. everybody was running into. Yeah. So I tried to buy coal at that price. I ended up buying coal Saturday afternoon for $12, Luke. That's that's yeah. what happened with the market. It just completely plummeted with all these resellers. Just each pack drop, the price would drop a little bit more. Like mm-hmm. it was a, initially forty five. By the time I went to bed on Saturday, it was like twenty five, twenty seven. And I was telling my wife, I was like, I'm gonna try to hold off until this third drop and see if I can get it for twenty bucks. I couldn't get it at twenty. It wouldn't process my payment. Then it went down to seventeen. I tried to buy it again. It got all the way down to ten dollars, and then I got the one at twelve. So, really excited about that. But um, I've got uh, the half court shot that Markel hit in the bubble at the end of one of those quarters. That's five fifty seven uh, to fifteen hundred. That's a limited edition. I've got a Mo Bamba dunk from last season. That's twenty three forty two out of twenty seven sixty seven. Another limited edition. And then, like I mentioned, I, I've got Coles. Um, first moment, which is thirty three twelve to four thousand, and then I picked up the uh, the Terrence Ross dunk that came out in these new drops. That's like a ten thousand plus serial that isn't going to be much, but like some of these cards, I'm hoping that they're going to be long term investments, like the Markel, the mm-hmm. Mo, the Cole, you know, cards that I paid upwards of a hundred dollars for. But some of these other moments, like I have a a Vooch layup, I have two Markel jump shots. Um, you know, the Cole Anthony game winner, the Terrence Ross dunk, stuff like that, I'm probably just always going to hold on and just collect because yeah. those moments really are are never going to be the moments that you know, are, are crazy, like some of these, you know, Lucas and Zions and, and crazy stuff that we're seeing like that. But so we haven't really talked much about, like, what our, what our strategy is. Like, are you just trying to get in right now 
you know, flip as many packs as you can and just like rack up as much money as soon as possible. And then when it starts to die down, you're going to be out or if it, if it dies down, like if market, if the marketplace doesn't boom for a long time, then I'm probably What's a out. long time to you. For me, I, I think a, a long, like if it doesn't boom for like five, six months, I'm, I'm definitely okay. out. Like I, if I'm still, if I still have this Anthony Davis card by then, this moment by then, then yeah, no, I, I'm, I'll probably be out honestly. But, um, but yeah, so I, I, but yeah, so I, I would say I'm, I'm not someone that ever collected cards. I definitely say I'm more interested in the financial part of it and, and gain, but I also just, I, I do appreciate it, um, for what it is. Um, you know, the, pulling an Anthony Davis was cool because not a lot of other people did not pull an Anthony Davis. Um, so kind of just moments like that. And, you know, talking to your friends, like, like we're freaking, you know, 13 again, like, Hey, what'd you, what'd you get? What'd you get? Did you get that? Oh, good for you. Like, you know, and, and, and being able to get excited for your friends and they get excited for you about cars that you moments you pull just kind of makes you, you know, uh, feel younger again. And it's a cool experience to be able to have, like, we are in a Twitter group chat with, you know, I think like, 25 guys and growing right now so um so yeah it's, it's cool it's it's interesting to be on something this soon um i will say jonathan before i ask you kind of where what your you know where your head's at with the whole thing um people complain about you know the marketplace being down which i am very much one of those people like i'm irritated when the marketplace is still down which i think it's kind of reasonable um but for the people that do it you know they 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 were doing it right off the bat and complaining about it and stuff you when it comes to a beta guys you can't you know on one hand want to reap the benefits because you're new to the game and you came in the beta um and and you just can think you can make a ton of money but you can't be that person and then also be the person who complains about marketplace being down you know after a drop whatever like you just have to kind of learn to to be flexible with the beta like you you know what i'm saying like you need to take the benefits and the downsides to the beta um because i mean there's no way that it's just all rainbows and butterflies and that you only have you know upsides to it you you got to kind of take the licks when you got them yeah i don't think it's crazy to say that the the opportunity to to come into top shot and just like really clean up and and make a fortune i'm pretty sure that that time is over like you and i both missed out on that like if you're on evaluate.market, you can look at some of the highest valued yeah. uh, accounts on Top Shot. The number one account is Whale Vault One. The total purchase price of his cards is like three thousand, you know, two hundred dollars or something like that. His Top Shot account right now is valued at over fifty million dollars. Like that, the days of that happening are gone. If you yeah. go and and that's the this is the cool thing about Top Shot, the fact that if you have somebody's like username. You can search for them and see what their collection is and see what their moments are. He has something like 40 different number one serials. And some of those are to like 25 to 50 to 99. So, like, he was on here scooping up these moments for probably like five, ten bucks a piece yeah. at the beginning of this. So, like, the days of that are gone. But right now, the demand is so high. If the marketplace is active, obviously, and you do have the ability to get a pack, you can easily. 510x your money at in the blink of an eye now yeah the marketplace being down has been super frustrating especially like for me it's like i'm not even looking to sell my cards 
I just want other people to buy the cards that I have and raise the the value of the cards that I have so I don't feel like such a dope for <laughs> spending $510 on a Cole Anthony card and now it's worth 350 right. on the marketplace. Like I would love to see that come back up so that I could feel confident about uh, eventually recouping the value on that. But mm-hmm. for me, if you look behind me, like you just see like little knickknacks and stuff all over the place. Like I'm a collector. I've always been a collector. You look, go back to like Pokemon cards, Dragon Ball Z cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I've always been into that kind of thing, especially, you know, when COVID hit and I didn't have my, my sports fix. I got into sports memorabilia and sports cards and everything like that. I think everybody can agree that this is way cooler than sports cards. Like you're not holding it in your hand, but the fact that it's a moment and like, Sports cards are becoming more culturally relevant, but when you see guys, you know, like Josh Hart and Tyrese Halliburton and, and Terrence Ross talking about this, like NBA players, no matter what they do, it's kind of viewed as cool. You know what I mean? So the yeah. fact that these guys are engaged with the platform, in my opinion, it, it just it, to me, it's a better product than the sports cards. And for me, it all comes down to is whether or not you believe in the product. If it, looking at what the product is. You know, they're in beta, but just seeing the amount of demand that they've had so early on, yes, there have been issues. It definitely has not been perfect. But, you know, I think there's de- – we talked to Adam about this last week. It's not in really in Europe. It's, it's not in China yet. Like, once those markets – it's like once it's really open, I, I think this can honestly blow up. And some of those moments, you know, that we talked about that are, you know, the low thousands and our limited editions, I think – I saw someone talking about this on Twitter today, and I forget who it was, or, or I would shout them out. But they, when people are comparing this to sports cards, and especially talking about the serial numbers, how like, oh, if you have like five out of like a hundred or whatever, like that's still going to be really valuable. I don't know how long that's going to be true because in real life, it's basically one, like the first one, it's the last number. So if it's like ninety nine out of ninety nine, and then it's the guy's jersey number. Right, like in in the real world of sports cards, like a, having a two or a three to one hundred isn't really that big of a deal. Like on Top Shot right now, that's a really big deal. Like if you go into a moment right now, I'm gonna go into just like a base card for Zach Levine. It's a dunk. So um, number six is five thousand two hundred dollars. Zach Levine wears number eight. If you look at like number fifty five, it's five hundred sixty five dollars. And then if we get all the way down to like 24000 it's $30. So right now, that number six is really being valued. Where And it might turn out to be different than physical sports cards, but in real life, like a six out of 100 isn't nearly as valuable as like the one is out of that card. So Top Shot is really like its own animal, and we'll kind of see how that develops over time. But I'm in the same boat with you. I think like six months from now, if everything is... I'll probably still collect the cards because the value, if it's if nothing is moving in six months from now, the value of everything on the, on the platform is going to plummet because it's just not going to be anything. But I probably will see myself like this is something I'll do forever probably. When it comes to sports cards, what I was really interested in is getting like I have a Shaq rookie card right there. I have a Penny Hardaway rookie card right there. Outside of those two guys, I go for autos. I go for autographed cards. And I have basically, like, you name a prominent Magic player in Magic history, I have his card signed. Now that I've done that, there's nothing really for me to do with sports cards other than, like, the new rookies and stuff like that. Like, 
I well, I have some Chuma. Um, I don't have a Cole yet, but I have you know Mo Bamba, whatever the next rookie is. I'll probably keep doing that. But as far as collecting long term, like for me, it's going to be Top Shot. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I guess I'll rephrase what I said earlier, which was, and we'll wrap up here because it's been about an hour. But uh, no, I what I'll probably rephrase is, you know, I said I'd be done in like five six months if the market hasn't doesn't boom. I will all I will keep my account, and let's say Anthony Davis, you know, hasn't, you know, whatever. Maybe it's increased a little bit, or I think it could be more. It might mean that my activity on the website decreases. So far, I've gotten on it every day since I've got the, you know, the account. It might get to the point where I just don't hop on every day. Maybe I get on once a week, then it comes once a month. I mean, who knows? But um, yeah, I mean, overall, Top Shot has a very promising future. Um, it's a really cool concept that nobody has really, you know, found this exact one before. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. I, I hope it continues to take off. I hope that they continue to gain users. Um, and I hope this marketplace just stays open. Well, that remains to be seen right now that you can't even, you know, really do a ton on the marketplace, you know, buying a card every two hours, selling a card every two hours. It's going to be interesting to see how quickly they're able to alleviate these infrastructure issues and get it to where, okay, guys, we're going to do a drop. We're not even going to close the marketplace. Just go ahead and, you know, business as usual, and you never have any issues. Like, eventually we're going to get to that point. For me, it's just like, how long is it going to take to get to that point? The thing about it being down right now, I think it has the potential to weed out a lot of the resellers because they're just going to give up after a while, and then they'll be on to the next thing. Maybe they come back, maybe they don't, but at least that potential is there. Again, you know, they're in beta the demand just completely exploded. Like if you go on evaluate.market, you can track all of the marketplace transactions over the last month. And it literally, it, you guys can't see this, but it's just like a straight line. And then it just like jumps up like 10 feet. And since then there've been like a few little bumps. So the demand has just increased crazily. They never could have expected this. I don't think. And it's going to take some time for, for them to fix that. But Hopefully, Luke, next week we can have some more stories about things that we were able to do in the marketplace this week other than wait for the marketplace to open and miss out on packs. Hopefully we're able to – and that's another thing. We did the pre-order last weekend. We were supposed to find out two days ago when we were actually going to expect a delivery on that pack, and that hasn't been updated at all. I'm sure a lot of that has to do with them prioritizing these marketplace issues, but – that's just another thing I checked today, and I was like, oh, we still don't know when we're getting this freaking pre-order pack. It was supposed to be two weeks, and in a few days, that would have been a week and a half and a, a week and a half ago. So we'll see. Yep. All right, folks. Well, that's all that we've got. Um, probably the, the following conversations on Top Shot probably won't be as lengthy, but we'll try to uh, just touch on this. You Depends know, on how well can. it's going for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we got some, some good stories. I'm... I was praying, like, God, please let me pull a Zion or a Luca because in physical cards and top shot, like, Zion and Luca, or if you get, like, a Giannis rookie card, which is out there on this platform through, like, the Run It Back series that they did. Um, but those are just, like, the, the crazy cards. LeBron is always going to be crazy as well. But, yeah, hopefully next week we've got some more stories. But, anyways, you guys have been listening to The Six Man Show. For Luke, this has been Jonathan, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya.
Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!